0: Oh, my God. This is creepy. <laughs> it's him. It's him. You need to fix your face shape. Oh, my God. You need to
1: fix your face shape. Hello. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, hilarious. So, like, what,
0: longer or shorter? Yeah, just a little longer. It looks like a baby f- shape. And also, the tongue recognition on this thing is amazing. Ah. Eyebrows blinking. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Wow, we truly do have a lot to talk about it's today. It's a big show. It's a big show. I know you give me a hard time for always saying we've got a lot to talk That's about. Your line. <laughs> Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference was this week, and we are already testing the new iOS 12 beta. This will be the new operating system that everybody will be getting on their iPhones later this year, plus the new Mac OS Mojave. Yes. And the new Watch OS 5. Mm-hmm. Tons to talk about. Anti-VoS 12. Don't forget that. Okay, I did forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Just seriously, a lot to talk about. Some really interesting improvements. A lot of it was incremental upgrades, but some stuff that I'm excited about, including a new app for measuring distances. Doing what? Measuring distances. Claire. Do you know what? Ma- what is measuring? <laughs> this is this is where my original California accent, I think, gets it's me. Measure, measure. Okay, so we're going to have a lot to talk about on this week's show. So with that, let's dive in. Let's dive in. All right. So let's start with iOS 12. Yeah. Because I think this was, for me at least, the most feature packed part of the WWDC keynote. Andrew, what were the highlights for you? Like, one or two highlights, so we can just jump in right here. The main highlight for me was
1: going into WWDC. The rumor and innuendo and expectation was that this would be a pretty boring year for iOS especially, but for all of Apple's software, because this was going to be what we referred to as a Snow Leopard year. Do you remember Snow Leopard? Yes. So, sort of an incremental upgrade over Leopard. An incremental upgrade, but... Snow Leopard is seen as the gold standard of bug-free OS. That was the first time Apple took a year and said, instead of adding a bunch of features, this update is going to be all about bug-free experiences. And so with that expectation, a lot of people think we're not going to see any changes or not a lot of changes, nothing to be excited about. Just your phone will work faster and more reliably. But going away from the show... I thought it was one of the best iOS updates we've seen in a few years. I was actually very excited about a lot of the changes I saw.
0: And we've already been playing with one of the more eye-catching features. That's right. And that is the Mi Emoji. So Apple, in a previous iOS version, introduced the Animoji. This Animoji, whole last idea, year, right, iOS 11. The whole idea that you would be able to have animated characters, and they essentially speak... For you, as right. you talk, they they sort of lip sync for you, and it's and really they did
1: introduce yeah. new Animoji this year as well. Yep, we've got a ghost, we've got the tiger. What else was there? There were a couple others. Come on, but, I know there was a
0: T Rex. The the most interesting thing though was the fact that you can now create your own likeness, me emoji, exactly. And we've been playing with that. It's uncanny how much you can make these sort of animated characters look like you. It's and we, very cool. We've been doing it on FaceTime, Andrew, and your, yours is really cool, and mine's, like, even cooler. It has a, <laughs> <laughs> And so... Um, well, what's interesting is, so you can make... The, so with Animoji, last year,
1: you could basically take control of an emoji character's face within iMessage. And you could also record short clips to send an iMessage safe to your camera roll. Now, it's not just relegated to iMessage you can actually play with these things in the camera. So we open up the camera, and you can put the head on your physical body, which is kind of weird, but also very funny.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and to me, though, the big picture thing here is Apple is clearly trying to do an end around around Facebook and other social networking mm. sites. They are looking at messages, at iOS messages, as their social network, their oh, platform yeah. for sharing. And I think that was true in the past, but that was one of my big takeaways from the keynote. They did not talk about how to share emoji or Memoji on Facebook. And I don't even know if that's right. possible.
1: It is possible to uh,
0: s- create Basically a, clip, store a clip, make a and clip then on your camera roll and upload it wherever you want. As yes. a video, but it's not right. a native integration Correct. like it is in messages. So to me, that that was one really interesting takeaway from the entire presentation. My other big thing was, Tim Cook is selling really hard you know it's almost he's like he's selling he's like trying he comes out and he is just it's over the top and in many cases not justified his well, how is it different own than, than Steve praise. Jobs? true I guess Steve Jobs he just was a little bit more in that vein I I, I get up there and I, I you know <laughs> I, I'm a heavy user of Apple products yes and I get up there and so I'm very much open to the message but when Tim Cook comes out there initially at the WWDC keynote, especially this year, it just seemed a little bit overwrought and, you know, <laughs> kind of like he was just trying too hard. At any rate, I think overall there were a few things that stuck out to me. I was impressed with the memoji and yes. as we're using it here on the beta, I'm even more impressed with it. It's incredible how they get the animoji and the memoji to track what you're actually yeah, saying. Yeah. And I don't know how often I'm going to use that. It's just
1: one of those things that shows the power of the sensor bar technology and the face tracking technology um, and where else they're going to go with that. I don't know. It seems like it's more of a tech demo for other things they
0: may have going on in the future. I really like the new do not disturb settings. And this is part of a theme that we're seeing not only from Apple, but also from Android where they're being more realistic about the fact that these phones, these devices have really taken over our lives and Apple with iOS 12 is introducing a few different ways now Mm -hmm. to not only pause notifications but to collect them in a way that's more easily digestible, and then also to monitor your usage and your kids' usage of the phone. And I think it's kind of a a moment of reckoning for the smartphone industry, for mobile technology in general, where they're saying, okay, let's take a step back and see if we can use technology to help us use technology less.
1: Right, right. After selling us a phone and an app store that keeps people glued to their devices, which is usually what you want as a company selling something – Now it's come to the point where they're doing the responsible thing, both Google and Apple, and saying, here are some tools to help you put your device away and keep it away, at least during times, you know, important times.
0: So just as an example, I'm looking here at the new Do Not Disturb options on the iOS 12, on the beta. Do Not Disturb for one hour, number two, until this evening or three, until I leave this location, which right. is really interesting. So you so may be using, at a
1: meeting or right. your, your kids, you know, my son tonight has his spring concert. Yep. So if I don't want to get notifications during that concert because I want to pay attention, do that with location.
0: Absolutely. So And then until the end of this event. So right now we've got the Geared Up taping right. schedule from noon to one. and Oh, so it's looking at your calendar. Yes, it's looking at okay. my calendar. This is really interesting. And some of this is machine learning, which yes. actually happens to be – Developed by Apple right here in Seattle, down at their two Union Square office. They've got their, basically their machine learning and artificial intelligence headquarters here. Interesting. And that actually extends to other things that Apple is doing throughout iOS, including photo sharing. Like they'll recommend Mm -hmm. photos that you should share via messages. Again, all of that. It it goes through messages. But, and, and they're also doing some Facebook-like features where they say, here's a picture you took a year ago. Mm -hmm. You can see how they're, Kind of trying to, in a, in a very subtle way, sneak up and provide an alternative to yeah. Facebook.
1: I don't know if it was too subtle though, because, so first of all, that, that photos feature was one of my favorite things that they showed where, you know, you go to an event or someone's house and everyone's taking photos or videos and then they all have their separate photos on their own camera rolls, right? So Apple is saying you go into your camera and we'll recognize the people who you've added as people in your photos app and will recommend you share those photos with them. When they receive those photos, on the other end, Apple will recommend to them to share any photos of you that they took right. so everyone has the full set
0: How do you of feel images. about that?
1: I like that. Privacy-wise? Well, it is, so the thing with this is everything is Apple asking permission and all of the machine learning is being done on the device. Whereas with Google... You upload everything to Google. They do all the machine learning on their servers and store it there and then send the messages back to you. So everything that's happening on my phone, Apple isn't seeing it. They're not seeing that I hung out with Todd last night for between, you know, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. for dinner. They have no clue that I was at your house. Whereas with Google, you're uploading these photos. They know who's in the photos. They know the location where the photo was taken. So they can start building a map of where I am and who I hang out with. So Apple was saying it's all done privately.
0: Okay. So we're talking about iOS 12 here. And we're running through the features for people who are out there who don't want to install beta software and yeah. get a developer account like like we have to, to t- check this out. When will this come out? This will be out in September along with the new iPhones. So
1: typically what happens is, and this has happened every year, um, Apple will do an event showing here's the new phones that are coming out. And then let's just say the phones are coming out on Friday morning iOS will come out Wednesday, so two days before new iPhones come out, iOS is released. So we don't know when those phones are launching. It'll be sometime in September. And they haven't even been announced yet. No, those will be announced in September, probably 10 days before they're going to be released.
0: Okay. A couple other interesting features that stuck out to me. One is the new Ability within augmented reality to have multiple users at the same That's time. That's very cool, yes. Yes. So the example they showed was kind of a, uh, a game where you were blowing up little bits of kind of a little galaxy that was yeah. on the table. But the whole idea was you would be sitting there on the other side of the table with your iPhone or your iPad. Right. I would be over here with my iPhone or iPad. We're both seeing different views on the same virtual the same world, world yeah. projected essentially on our screens over the the table, sort of augmented reality on our screens, looking on our screens as if the object is over the table. And so you can do all sorts of different things and collaborate or compete against each other. And I'm going to be fascinated to see what software developers, what game developers do with this. And I think that's a big question with a lot of the iOS 12 features we're talking about today, because it's not just the technology Apple's providing, but what these apps are going to do with them. We're going to talk about another example later. but to me that multi-user augmented reality view is a lot like what Microsoft is trying to accomplish with HoloLens which is a super high-end device yeah. and here you have Apple doing it on the phone that to me was the first time i saw something in Apple's augmented reality that made me go hmm Apple is onto something there and they may be actually ahead of others
1: yeah well Apple the processing in Apple's devices is far and away ahead of almost anything else out there the processing in my iPhone 10 is faster than the entry-level MacBook and certainly more than the MacBook Air. So when you look at it that way, Apple really does have these powerful chips in these devices. So that's allowing them to do things like augmented reality. And the the shared experience is super cool. Um, That's the one thing that last year I was kind of disappointed by because it's like we all have to share. Everybody come look over my shoulder and look over my – like that's not comfortable. So now – we can set something up and someone else can op- take out their own device and see it. The other cool thing, though, was being able to grab an augmented reality piece, object, yeah. object from a website or yep. from a book
0: and pull it into the real world, too. Like, they're taking a big step forward with AR this year. And see, that really plays into online shopping. You've seen Amazon do right. some of this with its app. It'll be interesting to see how Amazon uses AR kit mm-hmm. to implement augmented reality in its iOS app. Right now, for example, on some Amazon products, you can basically say, okay, switch into augmented reality mode in the Amazon app and show me what this thing is going to look like on the desk in front of me. Hmm. And specifically, how big it's going to be. Like if you're on a kitchen counter with not much space, you want to know, okay, wait, oh, so that's exactly what it's going to be. You don't Mm -hmm. want to necessarily measure it. Right, exactly. You don't want to measure. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of measuring. Yes. um, You're going to, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Pretty soon I'm going to be saying almonds instead of almonds. (laughs) <laughs> do you know that? You do not yeah. say that. Well, I grew up in a very small portion of California that where they grow no. olives and almonds, and that's how they say it there. So I've had to retrain With myself no on l? that. And now, yes. <laughs> you know, because when they take, when they knock them out of the tree, they knock the L out of them. Sorry. Oh God. That was a total dad joke. Oh, God. Okay. So the measure app is new in iOS 12. So I've yes. got it right so this here. This is AR. Also. This is AR. So what I'm doing is I'm opening it on my phone and I can l- look through the phone mm-hmm. as if it were a picture and I hit plus and then it gives me a place where I just sort of set down the mark and then I move the phone down and it's telling me seven and a half inches eight and eight inches so it's saying that this object in front of me is nine inches how, how long is it oh wow it's it nine exactly inches. nine inches yep wow so that is the measure app now you don't there, need a measuring tape you don't so there have been third-party apps that do this but I think they've cost money and for Apple to now be incorporating it into the OS, I mean, this is super useful.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it looks like it's accurate. Like when we were doing the office renovations around here, I would have used, been using this every Absolutely, day. Absolutely, yeah. Think of how many times you would measure something in mm-hmm. your home. Mm-hmm. We have to move on before I start <laughs> reverting to my, I know, my measuring I know. ways. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's very cool. That shows the practicality of AR. So there was the fun, exactly. game you know, type of AR. There's also practical uses with AR as well. What else stood out to you on iOS 12, Andrew? Security. Yes. Security. So this goes back to earlier when you said they were kind of subtly going against Facebook. And I was like, no, they're really, they're, they're doing it without saying the word Facebook. I mean, they said, hey, there's all these like buttons all around the web that track you wherever you go. There's all these comment fields that track you wherever you go. And Safari last year, they took a lot of um, initiative to stop websites from tracking you. Especially when they started to ignore the do not track setting. And this year, they found ways that websites will track you even if you have an incognito window Mm. active. They will take a fingerprint of your, of your device And they'll say, like, you have this much RAM installed, this video card. Basically, what is the hardware profile? What browser are you using? All these different things to create some sort of digital fingerprint to at least better
0: identify you. And Apple is now hiding all of that. Interesting. Because there was just this story in the New York Times over the past weekend where – facebook had been sharing information with device makers including apple right for things like when you share a photo from the photos app for mm-hmm. example so you would share a photo from there and it would basically for that purpose download all of your friends and basically share information through your phone even if your permissions on facebook right prevented so, that no, right right now
1: apple came out and said specifically tim cook i don't know what any of the others because there were a few people yep. named here and said they have never received that information. They never requested that information. They would never use the information. They have no reason to have the information. So he basically flat out denied Apple receiving any of this. And it goes along with their their
0: public stance for years now of being a company that values your privacy. So clearly this is a selling point that Apple is pushing, and it's continuing here with iOS 12. Another interesting part of their announcements this past week was about performance on older phones yes. which ties into the whole battery issue Absolutely. that we saw on the iPhone 6 was yes. it yeah and so one of the things that they stressed with iOS 12 that was that it's going to go back all the way to the iPhone 5s right which, which was released in 2013 yes so their point on this is it's going to make even those older devices faster which as you, you recall was part of the challenge with right I guess was to pre- preserve battery life they mm-hmm. were Degrading the performance of some of those older phones. Right. And they really got slapped on the wrist for that and some highly negative coverage. So they're clearly trying to counter that by saying that iOS 12 will do all sorts of things faster, even on older devices. There's
1: no other mobile company that creates software for devices that were sold five years ago. Apple is keeping devices you bought in 2013
0: current, which is, you know, kudos to them. That's crazy. All right, so we are giving a big Apple rundown today, sharing our thoughts on Apple's announcements at the Worldwide Developer Conference. We're only about halfway through iOS 12 here. We've got a little bit more to talk about coming up later on. We'll also be talking about Watch OS 5, yes, the Mac Apple OS. TV and the Mac OS Mojave. That's right. All right, that's coming up next on Geared Up. You're listening to GeekWire on Kyra Radio, ninety-seven three FM. All right, welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. Before we talk about the National Car Rental story of the week, we we've want to— We've got a to, winner. That's right. So, Andrew, remind folks what we're giving away.
1: We are giving away a 32-gigabyte Oculus Go virtual reality headset, one of the first wireless, completely wireless virtual, reha- virtual reality headsets out there. We gave one away, Yep, and we've got a winner. That's right, Dixie X. Last initial is X. I don't think her
0: last name is the letter X, though. All right, so congratulations to Dixie. We will package up this Oculus Go we've been using around the office,
1: clear it off, and send it to you.
0: In California. California, so she must eat a lot of almonds. No, all right. Okay, where's the laugh track? Where's the laugh track when you need it? Okay, (laughs) all right, so it is time now for our National Car Rental Story of the Week. Yes, Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Go national. Go like a pro. You can find Andrew's show, Technically Speaking, on the nationalcar.com control center or youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. Yes, that's where I talk about the best in gadgetry and technology for people on the go,
1: business travel, and personal travel as well. That's right. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat of your travel experience. National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there.
0: I can speak from experience as an Emerald Club member. That's true. And it's free. Absolutely. All right. So, this Story week's of the week, National Car Rental Story of the Week is Siri Shortcuts. Siri finally gets good. This was really interesting. Now, let's set this up. You've got Siri, which has been on the phone forever, yes. it seems like. And then you've got this In upstart. multiple places, on the yeah. phone, on the Mac, on the HomePod. You've got it in multiple places, but it's always kind of been disjointed. Absolutely. And then on the other side, you've got Amazon's Alexa with... Something like 40,000 skills now from third-party developers, which are essentially voice apps that you can use to extend the capabilities of Alexa. Yes, and not easy to use on the go unless you have some very specific devices. Right. It's more for your home. So here you have Siri, this new shortcuts feature that Apple announced as part of iOS 12. This, to me, was one of the biggest announcements of the day simply because of the competitive implications. Apple is essentially allowing Siri in a variety of ways to work with third-party apps. Yes, correct. Now, the developers are going to have to enable this and make it work. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the examples they showed was Siri working with Tile, the Tile app, right. for locating things. You could say, hey, Siri, is it, hey, Siri anymore, or is it just Siri? It's, hey, Siri, I lost my keys, was the, right. and you can, you, you can make
1: any phrase you want, by the way. So you can say, where are my keys, or I lost my keys, or whatever you want it to, want it to be, and it would start bringing your Tile. Tile, by the way, is a little device you can attach to a
0: keychain or really anything, and it'll make noise if you can't find it. So that is essentially making Siri useful way beyond just navigating the OS, doing basic searches, telling you that she can't answer your question, but she found this on the web. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the classic. Where are my keys? Well, I found this on the web. That doesn't help. (laughs) Exactly. Hopefully this will solve that. My big example of this is when I want to send a message on messages from Siri. It's very easy. I tap my ear, uh, AirPods. Which you're still loving. Which I still love. And then I tell Siri to send a message. And it works. But if I want to send a Slack message, it mm-hmm. doesn't work. Right. Siri has no idea what I'm talking about, which seems ridiculous. But that's not the Slack. That's Slack's fault. Well, it will be now. Up until this point, they really didn't have the capability to integrate into Siri from an app. They do. They, they do. do? Well, for messaging. It was very specific for types messaging. of apps. Okay. So, for
1: example, if you use WhatsApp, you could tell Siri, send Todd a message in WhatsApp that says this, okay. for example. Um, so Slack may just not have been one of the ones to enable
0: that yet. But it's weird because Slack was actually touted as one of the original partners of some <laughs> of this stuff. And oh, that's yeah, true. So yes. this is actually probably a story to dig into and figure mm-hmm. out. Where the heck is Slack in terms of its Siri integration? Unless I'm missing something. No, maybe, that. maybe. Yeah. I don't so know.
1: Um, but I've then, never
0: been able to make it work. Let me say that.
1: Here's some other things that it did, which, which impressed me. Um, a user just opened up Siri and said travel plans. And immediately they got their hotel reservation with an image of the hotel, the time of the check-in and the address of where they needed to go. And then directions came up. The craziest one for me was they're releasing a shortcuts app which is a rebranded version of the workflow app that they bought, I don't know, a year or so ago, maybe six months. And so basically the whole, where you can build out um, what you want Siri to do with a certain phrase. So you can give it a phrase and you can say, when I say this, do all these different things. And so the example given here was someone who was traveling home from work. And she said, hey Siri, I'm heading home. And what that did was it set the home thermostat to 70 degrees, it sent a text message to her roommate letting her know she was on the way back. It gave her an ETA, opened up driving directions to get home, turned on her home kit fan, and then started her favorite podcast on the phone. All with that one I'm heading home command.
0: So it's almost like a scene in yeah. in your smart home where you say, okay, good night and they turn right. out the lights, draw the shades and all that stuff, except it's extended to all sorts of all other areas of your life. And the other interesting thing there is it's very similar in spirit, at least, to If This Then That. Correct. Which is a very popular app that pulls together a bunch of different services. But the way that Apple showed it here was much more tightly integrated, much easier to use. If This Then That is difficult at times to wire everything up, and it's different apps. Here you've got really a native experience. Yeah, I wonder
1: how many people are going to use this, though, because it looked like one of those things that are so powerful that it may – make people look at it and be like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I can do this because you have to like string together different commands. I like it. I think the ones that are built into the apps where it's like, would you like Siri to handle this from now on? People will use that. But building their own shortcuts, it may be less people, but it's because Apple's putting the onus on you to create what you want Siri to do, rather than what they've done in the past, which was, here's what Siri can do for you, just say this.
0: Right. You know, they've had this on Mac for years, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called, but I think it's Automator or something like that. And so I would use this at times in reporting situations where we would tether our DSLR camera to the Mac, and then you can create a command, essentially, that says, okay, when you see a photo come in off of this USB line, resize it and put it in this folder so I can just put it right into the... The coverage i mean that to me is sort of it to your point it is more of a power user feature but it's extremely useful and it's the kind of thing that makes you very dedicated to that platform right so if you've been waiting for siri to get better apple just took a huge step forward with siri i think this is going to be something to test out because who knows whether siri actually <laughs> will be better with this True. i mean True. that is of all of the ones that i've used google assistant alexa even Cortana, Siri is the most frustrating to me (laughs) because Siri is on your phone, and obviously Google Assistant is there with Android, but Siri's right there on one of the most ubiquitous devices and just kind of not really useful Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this turns things around. This is it. And one last feature in iOS before we
1: move on to the other platforms, group FaceTime. Yes. And when they announced group FaceTime, because people were wondering when they would be able to talk to multiple people, and they thought it might be two people at a time or three maybe four and apple announces 32 <laughs> simultaneous group facetime participants with both audio or video integrated into messages so if you have a if you have a group message going on you could just start a facetime right from there and they integrate all the effects from the camera so you can put on you know the different filters put on your memoji and emoji whatever it is, all within FaceTime in a pretty nice-looking interface.
0: It was interesting how essentially the different windows with people in them, you know, the different screens on the the, the screen, they increased or decreased depending on who was talking, how long it had been since they talked. Right. That, that was kind of an, an, a cool implementation of how to do large group video chat yes. on a mobile device. Yes, okay. very impressive. So iOS 12... As we said, we both got it, the beta installed on our phones. I think this is going to be really interesting. And to your point, I was surprised at the sheer number of things that I saw that actually made me go, wow, I want that. I want to try that out. We didn't even talk about the way that you can group notifications on your home screen. Oh, right. People have been waiting for that for years. And
1: fun fact, Apple used to have that. And they got rid of it. Really? Yes, they used to have that many years ago. I think it was iOS 9 or something. And for some reason, they got rid of it. But now group notifications are back.
0: So the the whole idea is if you get a bunch of notifications from Twitter or you get a bunch from your email or what have you, different apps... All of the similar notifications are grouped together until you separate them out, which is right. super useful. So that saves you from all the scrolling and missing things because you have so many bubbles on there. So those are a few highlights from iOS 12. We'll probably continue to talk about this on future I'm sure. episodes of Geared Up. I think we should probably talk about our Siri experiences Okay. on a future episode. Coming up next, we're going to be diving into Watch. Watch OS 5. Yep. Mac OS Mojave
1: and TV OS 12.
0: All right. That's coming up next on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right. We are talking about all of Apple's announcements from the Worldwide Developer Conference this past week in San Jose. That's right. We've talked about iOS 12. I am sold, Andrew. Now, the one Apple product that I don't own Mm -hmm. is Watch, Apple Watch.
1: No Apple Watch for you.
0: So they've come out with Watch OS 5. They unveiled this at WWDC. Tell me what the, the high points are. And convince me that I should buy an Apple Watch.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know where your, where your desires lie when it comes to technology, but the watch is really about health and fitness and also about helping you with notifications. Both of which I care about. Okay. So health and fitness. Um, you now have daily challenge or weekly challenges rather. So anyone else who you're in contact with who also has an Apple Watch, you can say, let's go into a one week group challenge and see who wins this challenge? Which is cool because a week is different than let's just be connected, you know, in perpetuity and just yeah watch progress as it happens. Yeah, There's I, no real yeah. incentive. You're not gonna win that. I I, I got eleven thousand steps and you got ten thousand. Right, right. They now have automatic workout detection so for me a lot of times i'll start a work i'll start working out and forget to tell the apple watch to start tracking yep so now it'll automatically sense it and ask you if you're working out if you are it'll give you the credit from when you started and then same thing for when you finish a workout so you don't forget the connected feature that stood out to me though was okay so you have messaging on the watch And you have LTE built in now. So if you have, you can talk into the watch or you can use your AirPods and make a phone call or FaceTime call. Now, there is a walkie-talkie feature.
0: I saw this. Now, wait. Clarify this for me. Do you have to pay for a separate cell phone plan for your watch if it has LTE? If you want to use LTE,
1: I believe it's $5 a month add-on. All right. You do have, I mean, because it's it's a it's a cellular device and they're giving you separate coverage from your phone. Right. So they are charging you like an add-on fee rather than the full fee. But walkie-talkie, which does work over cellular or can also work over Wi-Fi, to me it's so cool. So you remember back in the day? Yeah. Sprint PCS? Yes. You had the walkie-talkie phones. Those aren't around anymore. So now on your Apple Watch... You set up who you want to walkie-talkie with. They get a notification asking them if they want to agree to be a walkie-talkie partner with you. And they didn't show this, but I believe you can say, like, yes for an hour or yes for today or yes always. And from there, all you do is open up the walkie-talkie app, choose the person, press on the screen and talk, and they hear you while you're talking. That's pretty cool. Like, do you know how often my wife and I just text each other in the house because someone is upstairs, <laughs> someone is downstairs, and, like, it's dinner time or it's time to leave or whatever? Now we can just walkie-talkie right to each other. You can be at the store and be like, hey, what was I supposed to pick up again? This is great.
0: So another thing that's actually surprised me that they did not have this already, they had, they added podcasts, the Apple Podcasts. Let's, let's the Apple. move on.
1: Okay, I, I want to hear <laughs> the walkie-talkie. Your thoughts. I
0: love it. I love the idea. It's a cool idea, but you need to be able be communicating with other people who have an apple watch it's kind of like when i ended up getting the echo show right. and i wanted to be able to <laughs> echo show with other people right. you know and so like I, I ended up spending three times the money because i got them for sure, my sure, laws sure. and my sure. parents i'd have to buy all the people in my life's apple watches as well or like i guess you and i could you and i could be
1: at walkie talkie buddies and your wife says, your wife uses an iphone i assume
0: yes yeah, so you, you can have one there okay. you go so wait so can you do a walkie talkie from a watch to an iphone no oh, well, she needs a watch Okay, okay. She needs a watch. I'm just
1: saying it's it to me, they they didn't really dive deep into that feature. They just okay. it was like a minute long, but to me, that is a big deal. Like having a watch on and being able to communicate with someone without having to make a phone call or send a message and just real quick little things like that.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would, I still text on that because it's asynchronous too. You're not interrupting them. You're leaving them the message they can get to. I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced that that's the killer app. Wow. For me on the new watch os okay i will say i was surprised they didn't already have support for podcasts they did but it got removed when ios when watch os 4 came out this is like a theme with apple they like introduce something they take it away and then they bring it back and it's a big deal well they remade the podcast
1: app for the iphone and i guess the old podcast app wasn't compatible with the new podcast system or whatever it was the other thing they changed is on the watch specifically you no longer need to say, hey, Siri. And what they, the reason behind that they said is when you lift your watch and start talking, that's a very obvious sign that you want your watch to do something. Right. So you no longer have to say the hey, Siri part. You just lift your watch and just say whatever it is. You want it to do. So it's that much closer to the, the Dick Tracy
0: feature. Correct. Yeah, just sort of Correct. lift it up and talk to your watch. Okay. What about right. the web view? Did you notice the web view? I did not. All right. The web view. So you're selling, man. You're hey, worse than Tim Cook. Hey,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you about the features. <laughs> so if, cause you can get messages on your watch. So if I text you a link to a menu, hey, what do you think about this restaurant? And you read it on your watch, right. you get a link that you can't do anything with and you know you have to go over to your phone. Well, now, You can tap on a link, and it'll open the website. And if it's a PDF, they'll show you the PDF view. If it has a reader view where they kind of strip away the background, they'll show you that. And it's just another thing where the watch is allowing
0: you to not have to take your phone out. Okay. All right. So that is Watch OS 5. It's presumably coming out later this year as well, and I assume that that will be accompanied by... The next N- Apple Watch. The next Apple Watch, but also be available for existing Apple Watch. Correct. This will be available for
1: every Apple Watch with the exception of the very first one um, from three years
0: ago. Okay. Let's talk about Mac OS ten. Is it still OS ten or is it just Mac OS Mojave? It's Mac OS Mojave and the version number is ten point fourteen. All right. So Mac OS Mojave. This is the update to Mac OS ten. So you Andrew, you're actually running this. I'm running it right now. What are the high points on this one?
1: The highest point for for seemingly everybody is that there is now a system-wide dark mode. <laughs> now, I don't know why Then you can see it right yes. there. You can drag that left and right to see what it looks yep. like. It basically turns the entire window um, and the status bar and the dock and the background. It's dark, so anything that was white previously is now black or gray. Um, apparently, it's easier on the eyes. There's also a new setting where your desktop wallpaper... As the day goes on, yes, will change from, you know, this is cool morning to night as the day goes on. So dynamic desktop. Yeah, dynamic desktop.
0: it, It will show you a picture of the landscape, you know, like we're looking here at a picture of sand dunes and it changes the picture. Not, and it's not just bright, dark. It's actually showing essentially the light as the sun would move across the sky. Correct. This is cool. I like this. So that's, that's the system wide
1: dark mode. A lot of people like that. The one that stuck out to me that I thought was very useful and it depends on how messy or clean you are was the desktop stacks. Yep. And for people who have a messy desktop, you keep all sorts of icons and files on your desktop. If you enable stacks, what it does is it creates like five or six different Icons: One for all the images, one for all the PDFs, one for all the documents. And then anytime you move something to your desktop, it gets stored in one of those stacks. And then you just have to click on one to kind of open – expand it and everything else stays where it is. So it's a lot
0: cleaner of an experience. It's kind of like instead of putting things in your drawers on your desk at home, Mm -hmm. you actually are just – Putting them in piles. Right. But the OS here is doing it for you in the desktop metaphor. Correct.
1: <laughs> Automatically.
0: Um, redesigned Mac App Store from the ground up. Basically,
1: last year, iOS's App Store got a complete overhaul. This year, the Mac App Store is getting the same. And another big thing was Apple showed off a few apps, and the apps in and of themselves aren't that amazing. Um, they're bringing the Apple News app, Stocks, Voice Memos, and the Home app from the iPhone and iOS to the Mac. Mm. In and of itself, that's not a big deal. But later in the presentation, they revealed that these are actually the iOS apps themselves running on the Mac. Mm. And so this year in 2018 with Mojave, Apple says they're going to be using their own first-party apps to get them running on the Mac. Mm. And next year, 2019, developers will be able
0: to take their iOS apps and run them on the mac so for the end user i guess it's just more apps is that the idea more more apps on the mac it's more apps for the end user like for me for example the one out of those four is the
1: home app like i use the home app all the time on my phone and there's there's times where i'm at my
0: mac and i want to control the lights or open a front door or something and i have to grab my phone okay all right so that is mac os mojave yes what about our last topic here? TVOS. TVOS. What was, what were the big highlights there? I totally tuned out. TVOS. The keynote was two and a half hours, which, <laughs> which is almost as long as this show's gonna be. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: Hey, you're welcome. No, TVOS is actually, it's usually the smallest part of the keynote because yeah. it's, TVOS only runs on the Apple TV and there's not much you're gonna do on it other than watch stuff. So the big things with TV, or the one big thing with TVOS was actually something they announced last year. Oh. And I've been waiting for, and it never shipped in TVOS 11. TVOS 12 will have Dolby Atmos built in. So that's Dolby See, Atmos sound. This, this,
0: I, I don't care about this. Why don't you care? I, I care. I mean, it's sound. It's, I, this, this is not Do a sound. Do you know what Dolby Atmos me. is? Okay. It, it, convince me. I'm so right. skeptical. Do you Atmos. have surround sound? Uh, not, no. I've okay. got a sound bar well, you have, they, on my 36 they, they, and inch 720 uh, so TV. So, if you have
1: a, f- a five point surround sound, okay, right? sounds are written to come from specific speakers. Okay. With Dolby Atmos, instead of being told this sound comes out of this speaker, every sound is an object so it can float around the room. So, if you were to come to my house and listen to my Dolby Atmos setup, you would be astounded. Because it sounds like there are things above you and around you and they move around the room. The Apple TV is the only device, streaming device in the world that is Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision certified. So that's HDR from Dolby and sound from Dolby. That was the big thing that they started
0: out with. Andrew, my Memoji is very unimpressed.
1: Get this guy get this guy out of here.
0: <laughs> now. So when does the new version of Apple TV OS come same out? Same thing. All these oh, OSs all. are
1: coming out on the same day, the same morning, sometime in September, two days before the
0: new iPhone. All right. Okay. So that is geared up for this week. I'm excited to keep using iOS 12. I'm really intrigued by a lot of these features. It'll be interesting to see how the Do Not Disturb function right, and all of the new settings there impact our lives. Picking up an
1: Apple Watch this week or what are you doing? No, no. I'm (laughs) still
0: still going to use my Fitbit for the time being. this guy. All right. Thank you for listening to Geared Up. If you're not already, you should subscribe to Andrew's YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash GearLive to see all of our behind-the-scenes videos. And, of course, you can
1: subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app. Just search for Geared Up. Two words, not one in Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: If you like what we do, consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really does help other people find the show. Geared Up is a GeekWire podcast. You can hear more from us at geekwire.com. And Claire McGrain produces the show. And she put Shout up out with Claire. all of our Memoji silliness yes, she did. this week. She encouraged it, too. All right. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Thanks for listening to Geared Up.